When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined as always by Danny Cole, DC, UPenn's finest, Chris Coacher, CV, Coacher Boy. We got another great episode for you guys today. We are going to be predicting the home stretch in the NBA. All-Star break is over. So what we are going to do is we're going to take the Eastern Conference standings, Western Conference standings. We're going to look at their strength of schedule. We're going to look at where they currently stand, and we're going to break down what our playoffs are could be looking like this year we kind of did something similar to this last year but playing only we're going to talk about the whole standings especially with how things are out west super you know crazy going on like the top four or five seeds um and then after uh we get through those two conferences we're going to be doing some nba trivia i got a player these guys got to guess it um just like old times y'all know the rules they get 20 questions and you know we'll, we'll we'll uh we'll have some fun with it um before we get started, I want to make sure to remind you guys, like, subscribe, if you really enjoy the episode, um, and if you're listening to this on audio platforms, please download the episode if you enjoy it, like it, leave a five-star rating, all that good stuff, wherever you get your podcast. Um, but before we get into any of that, you know we got to start with Summit's Plummets, and we're going to swing it to Danny. Yeah, I think the Summit, you know what time it is, pitchers and catchers have reported to spring training, got the Philly shirt on today. John Middleton had a speech. He said, I want my fucking trophy back. Yeah, there was a, a Wheeler and Bryce got to go up against each other. That was that was pretty interesting. Um, uh, I wonder that, what that would look like now in a you know full stadium. Um, but, you know, hopefully I never got to figure out. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm just realizing. I think my my dreams are. Uh, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be my plummet, I guess. My dreams are having some weird uh, intercorrelation. Uh, Zach Wheeler got traded to the Steelers. This the what? The Steelers. The Steelers. You had a dream, dream about that? Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 doing better under Matt Canada than Kenny Pickett. Think I think no, I'm we, rocking with that. He's the he's the quarterback we need to save us. Oh, okay, man. Uh, Steelers QB, Steelers and their mid QBs. Yes, I'm qualifying Zach Wheeler as a mid quarterback already. Not even terrible. Well, that's my boy. So we'll call him mid. <laughs> that is he, something, man. He's a Hall of Famer. When when Jalen Hurts closes out Game Seven of the World Series for the Phillies. 
We'll need he that. might, dude. He might be an outfielder. He's definitely an outfield option for for the Phils. You think so? I mean, we could send AJ Brown. AJ Brown got drafted by the Padres, so I yeah, like hurts is better. Yeah. Hurts is better at high key. Nah, you ever seen AJ Brown swing? I have, you, dude. You his swing's me. gorgeous. He's he's he is a better swing than Hurts, absolutely. Um, all this to say that Kyler Murray would one hundred percent be the best baseball player in, in the NFL. Dude, he because he, 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 he would be he would like, probably he would be a good baseball player just like in general. So he literally uh, said, "Fuck the MLB." Uh, he he was playing for the Athletics, low key. He was taking some some hacks, and he just said, "Nah, I'm gonna go get drafted." It was a top ten MLB pick, man. Like, ain't just anybody doing that. Like, you don't just mind. And they took the pick on him, knowing he might go play football. So, like, that's how good. That's how worth it he was. But that's the summit, man. Kyler yeah. Murray. Yeah, fuck with the boy. You know, that's my uh, guy. Chris. ACL, a- ACL yeah. tear and all. We the same person, same height. Same, same <laughs> I was about to say both five nine. <laughs> Kyler be capping. Talk about he's five eleven, six foot. Get the hell out of here, man. Five Bye. nine on a on a great on a glorious day. Him and Edelman the same height. Be real. I think Edelman's taller. He might be. I don't know. I don't know. We'll never know. But y'all remember the video when the reporter was taller than him? I don't remember. I know there's a there's a picture with him and Bryce, and he's like an inch taller than Bryce. No, dude, the, there was a video. It might be in college, but he was doing a video, and the the woman who was interviewing was taller than him. They're That's like, not. Yeah, Kyler, I mean, the woman was go. probably five seven. Woman probably wore heels, even if she didn't. I'm not surprised. There are tall women out there. Shout out to him. Uh, but NBA, the, yeah. the WNBA needs you. Facts. If if you a woman above five seven, bro, pick up some Sabrinas on your way home. And, uh, you know, get on that court. Start grinding. Um, <laughs> uh, but, Chris, we got to swing it to you for for a summit and plummet. You said something about you put on your best J.J. Redick impression, except you actually played some defense. <laughs> yeah, it was it was so mid. I, I'm a, I, that's my plummet. That's a plummet. I played so mid yesterday. Just such a mid game. Like, it was my first time playing in, like, two weeks, too, though. And I swear if, like, I hadn't played in 17 years. Like, I don't even know. The, the basketball felt like a – a football. I don't know what it was. But, yeah, I played pretty mid. I went four for eight, three for five from three, though. So, analytic people out there, I did my best. Um, I played pretty good defense. A um, couple swipe downs, a couple hard fouls. I actually uh, pushed the dude out of bounds on accident. And I said sorry because it really was an accident. He had an attitude. So, I'm like, I get it, brother. Sorry. So, that was bad. Another plummet. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But, yeah, we won. So, that was good. Um, yeah, we got out of there with the win, man. Right, we got the W. So that's what matters. Um, summit, though. My summit is the fact that even though Darvin still is employed by the Lakers, no problem with that now because they've seemed to have found what everybody was saying they should have found months ago. The lineup that worked when they were playing in the playoffs. They've been going to that. I think they won three in a row, and they had, like, really good offensive games. So thank what you. What was that? Uh, D'Lo, Reeves, Rui, Braun, A.D.? Yep, and that's I, without yeah. Vando because Vando's hurt. I wish Vando was back. I, I, I think cross my fingers. If Vando comes back, back, who goes to the bench, or does he come off the bench? Well, he can come LeBron, off the bench. See, because the problem the is when him Reddish is back, right? Yeah, but Reddish don't need to play right now. He can he can wait. And I love Cam. Yeah, I would he, say he, the tough thing is is like if they're both coming off the bench, then it's like one of their minutes are getting cut because they can't play together. Yeah, it's, you have to you have to Cam, cut Reddish minutes easily. Damn, easily right. cut Cam Reddish minutes. You play Vando more, and then you put another. 
shooter type on the floor instead of Reddish. So instead, they love playing Max Christie. You, play <laughs> you can play Gabe Vincent. You, if, if you mean if you have Vando on the court with those other bigger guys, you can kind of hide him a little bit. So maybe you can play Vince. You can keep Delo on the floor. It just gives you more options when Vando's back. But I'm just happy yeah. to see that lineup um, being used more just because, like I said, obviously it worked. And, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Rui, but Rui does play well with LeBron and AD. So I'm happy to see that that works. So, LeBron, yeah, yeah LeBron seems to like Rui a lot. He I loves Rui like for some reason. Rui, I don't want to say Rui's a – he has the intangibles to be a good defender. And I guess he's forced to do it a little more when you're running with D'Lo at point guard, you know, shout out to him, but D'Lo is not a strong defender. LeBron well, is he... a strong def- LeBron. It, here's one thing I want to say about LeBron strong on ball defender. Like if his guy gets the ball, he is absolutely sitting in that chair. Yeah. He's not going to contest strong though. And then his off ball defense is just like him letting everything switch while he like sits near the basket or in the corner. And it's not, that's fine. That's an offensive engine. Like I'm not expecting him at 39 years old, you know, be chasing people off screens and stuff. But like, look, look, all I can ask, bro, if the person in front of you got the rock, just sit in your chair. And we knows when he sit in his chair, that boy can play some defense. So. Yep. His depoy is unfortunately in at the Gasol's residence. Um, but yeah, I will say one thing about Darvin Ham is that like, look, if you can't, if you can't manage the game to save your life, the one thing you can do, just play, get your rotations right. If you don't know when to call a timeout, if you don't know when to make an adjustment, at least know your personnel. And you don't know when to take your hands out your pocket. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what's the deal with that, man. Like be active with your hands, talk with your hands at least, but do something. Throw something at somebody. Get a clipboard. Do anything. Just take and get, get a, a, get a clipboard. The other day, he took one hand out the pocket before, right before All Star break. He had one hand out, one hand in. I'm like, oh, we almost there, y'all. We almost there. We're they getting put, there. We're they, getting there. He put the camera back to him. Both hands back in the pocket. It's <laughs> hilarious, man. Like some, something like that has to be so unbelievably obvious for people to pick up on it. Like Danny knows. Like good, uh, Jason Garrett used to get called Coach Clap. Like he he used to do it so much that he got that reputation. Who I say Jason Garrett and Darvin Ham, pretty good comparison, but lack of adjustments, never won anything. Well, Ham made a conference finals in his you know rookie season coaching, but eh, that's kind of and he, and he snuck that, a ring that, with, that the come with a healthy LeBron James team. So and he snuck a ring with the Pistons. Snuck a ring, man. He snuck a ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I guess we have to get to mine. Um my summit was that the three-point competition between Sabrina and Steph was absolutely amazing on mute, but um, it was awesome though. It was awesome watching them compete. Uh, it, but you had to, if as long as you couldn't hear Kenny Smith, you turn him off, then yeah, John was a banger. Um, Sabrina did awesome. Uh, they're talking about maybe next year, you know, like running like a two-on-two type of format, like with the the clear obvious out there is either Steph or Dame and Steph and Clay, just because Clay has, you know, that's Steph's partner. And people are saying Sabrina and, you know, Caitlin Clark, if she comes out, my only issue with Caitlin Clark in a three-point competition is the same issue I have with Trey Young. They aren't so catch and shoot. They're kind of like get it off the dribble. So I wonder how good their motion will be with just picking up, letting it go. It seemed to be fine for Sabrina and it seemed to be fine with Steph, um, which is, you know, why I thought Clay beat Steph a while back because like, Clay's just used to it, but it was awesome. I can't wait for next year. I can't wait for the, honestly, not even next year. WNBA All-Star, 
Stephen Clay, make your way over. It's going to be in San Fran, right? Just drive down the street. It's going to be at your arena. Just go. So, uh, and that could probably bring lots and lots of love to the WNBA game. Um, and then another summit. It's kind of has to do with the All Star Weekend, but not really like the the real events. Get WNBA players out of the celebrity All Star game. It's just like they're not. Like, these are real basketball players. Like, if they really wanted to go out there against random celebrities, I promise you they're dropping 60. So, like, hey, hey not why are we not against that? J. Cole? J. Cole is a professional basketball him player, too. dude. J. Cole, him too. J. Cole played in Africa. Get him off my screen. Get no, he I'm, is I'm a professional basketball player. You will respect J. Cole <laughs> greater than J. Cole on the basketball court a thousand times over. <laughs> All right, the, the obviously the elite of the elite women's basketball player are gonna bust J Cole's ass, but J Cole is like, out of all the celebrities I can think of, bro, he's one of the more respectable hoopers. Him, Joe. Chris Brown, um, I say Quavo. I throw him in there. Oh, absolutely, Quavo, absolutely Quavo. Quavo. Those are probably like the big three celebrity hoopers. Yeah, not Drake. No, uh, not nice jumper not though, but sucks. Huh? Drake has a nice jumper, but I can tell he sucks. But he has a nice jumper. <laughs> he got a whole OVO court, and he still buns. Right, buns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dude sucks. But yo, if I'm remembering right, didn't did, didn't Justin Bieber hoop one one time and he was nice? He did it twice. He did it once right, when he was a youngin, and then a second time, I think in like 2017, 2018, or something like that. Um, he was nice, right? Uh, probably. He's a little probably. lefty. He was all right. He's all right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He, Better than Kai tonight, I'll tell you that. 100%. Kai, yo. <laughs> he said, I'm trying to win MVP. He said, all right, I'm going to limit those minutes then. <laughs> That's so crazy. All right, but with uh, here, we can get started with these Eastern Conference standings. Uh, real quick, before we start, obviously, I'm going to rehash what we're looking at in the current standings. Um, Simply, the, ready? Uh, Celtics? Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> That's kind of how I was looking out East. So I'm going to rally off just the top 10 teams. I'm not really going to include the super bottom feeders. Celtics. Uh, Detroit Pistons. From 1 through 10, it is Celtics, Cavs, Bucks, Knicks, 76ers, Pacers, Heat, Magic, Bulls, Hawks. Uh, and there is a clear... Hey, no. you, can, you can kind of make your way through the tiers, but the Bulls and Hawks are a little bit behind the eighth seed. Um... And I wouldn't expect much of that to change, but we can still talk about them. The Nets are two and a half games behind the Hawks for the 10 seed. I do not predict them to be making any runs, especially they're going to have an interim head coach. Uh, I, I just don't see any runs happening there. So, okay, but to reiterate your point, Celtics gap, Cavs, Bucks, Knicks. Uh, there's not a gap from, I think, from like two to how like two to eight there's not like like from a okay so uh, to talk about how this works we're all going to try to find a consensus list so we all might have someone different but we're going to see if we can chat it out and and get you know a sturdy opinion so let's say just real quick gonna six seven eight nine ten okay i think we can all unanimously agree the Boston Celtics are going to finish with the one seed out east, right? Unless the Cavs go like uh, insanely crazy. But. Well, the Celtics have the 28th strongest strength of schedule remaining. The, the Celtics get 
They get the Hornets, Blazers, Hawks. Yeah, they get the okay. So the Celtics, sorry, the Celtics get the Pistons, Wizards, Hornets, Blazers, Hawks, all of them twice, and then the Jazz once. So that's eleven wins, not to count anything out in the NBA, but that's like a free eleven wins. And then their strongest games are going to be they have to play Thunder, Cavs, Nuggets, one apiece, and then they got Bucks, Suns, Knicks twice apiece. Even if they walked out of there 500, I mean, or like five and four, then like just between the games I mentioned, they are 16 and four. So, yeah, this team's probably going to win 60 games. They're easily going to be our one seed um, just with the way things have shaped out so far. Uh, Number two, I have Cleveland. Does anyone? Hey, if anyone, hey, look, I'm I'm down for conversation. That's what we. I hope we all don't agree. <laughs> I agree here. I mean, you agree? I think, dude. Who else is being too? Actually, you always sound crazy. Hmm. The New York Knicks are my two seed. You think the Knicks can catch up to the two seed? They currently sit four games behind with relatively the same strength of schedule. But to your point, they could be getting healthy soon. Okay. We're going to have to come to a consensus. Chris, who do you have as your two seed? Uh, funny enough, I have uh, – <clears throat> I just I just said in my head, uh, Milwaukee. Oh, God. Okay. Well, that that's good. That's good. No, no, no. That's good. Let's go. So we actually have to have a conversation here. Okay. So here's how they all stand. The Cavs, six games behind Boston. Bucks are eight and a half games, so it leaves them two and a half games behind Cleveland. And then we have New York, who is a game and a half behind Milwaukee and four games behind Cleveland. As for their strength of schedules, I believe Cleveland and New York, or New York and Cleveland sit at 14 and 15, respectively. The Bucks have the third hardest strength of schedule remaining, where they got to play Boston, Oklahoma City, and the Los Angeles Clippers twice apiece, uh, with a few more with a game against. New York, Phoenix, and Minnesota on the horizon. So I so I just think the reason why I would cut Milwaukee out first is just because they're already behind the two seed by like few games along with the strength of schedule. But I'm willing to hear you out on this, Chris. Why why are you seeing Milwaukee at two? Um yeah, really the main reason because I know they have some games to make up. I want to say, but well, not make up, but no, like some ground that they could make up as far as games played. If I'm not mistaken, I think I could be tripping, but I think I'm right. They got to play 26 games. New York's got 27. Cleveland's got 29. 29. Okay. Okay. So maybe I was wrong, but the, my reason for it, it, it still stays the same. Uh, I think, I don't know if y'all was listening during All-Star Weekend, but I know uh, Shaq had a conversation with Damon on national TV. Of course, he was basically saying like, you know, you have to lock in because all the blames will go to you and Giannis at the end of the day. I mean, I know that they're not stupid, so they know that. They know it's going to happen. But at the end of the day, I think um, – and no credit to Doc Rivers for this happening. I think that they'll band together and and do well. And I think they'll like go on like a little streak to to kind of end out the season because you, you have to round into form. They won't be like taking games off or, okay, we'll have to win this game tonight just because you have to get that continuity because you still have a new player in Dame who's your you know second-best guy. And you still have to get everybody healthy too. So I think – a healthy Milwaukee can easily get up to that second seed. Um, second seed, if you know Middleton's healthy, if Dame and Giannis and all those guys stay healthy. But um, I think the biggest point 
is also too because they have to get their bench together. And I think Pat Bear been over there for the second half of the season. Not saying he's going to just change everything, but that's another new piece you have to uh, allocate minutes to. You have to understand like what his role is going to be on the court. Is he going to play minutes with Dame? You know, just little stuff like that you have to figure out. And I think um, out of those teams left, I think the the Boston Milwaukee could do it. Okay. Okay. I see the vision on that one. Um, my counterpoint, Glenn Rivers. Um, Glenn Rivers, hard schedule. But I, I do see your point. I could definitely see them, you know, All-Star Weekend, we're refreshed. Doc will finally get to be, like, in his office. Like, he'll finally get to see what the arena looks like and whatnot. But, you know, he probably been living out suitcase. It's difficult. And J.J. Reddick did point out he makes a lot of excuses, but I feel for him on this one. Um, Danny. Pitch to me why you think New York 14th hardest strength of schedule remaining, which is pretty average, like quite literally average, 27 games left to play. Why could they catch Cleveland for the second seed despite being four games back? All right, that strength that strength of schedule is kind of bogus right now. Um, three of those games are Philly. That's three wins. Okay. And beads out. They're not the Sixers don't have a chance. Um I think three Philly's gonna get three shots at New York. Yeah. And and B is not like ruled out entirely for us. So like again, this the Sixers are gonna be a tough one for when we get get around to their positioning. He's ruled out for and B's definitely ruled out for Thursday, I'll tell you that. Okay. But y'all just beat a Cleveland team, which I know I just said off air that like, you know. Cleveland damn near won. Like, like they did almost come back and win. But, you know, I, I don't want to count the Sixers out entirely. The more they play games together without Embiid, the, the better they're going to get. But at the same time, the healthier New York gets, the less of a chance that Sixers will have in those games, respectively. So why I have Cleveland kind of touched on some points already. Um, They already have the two-and-a-half game lead above Milwaukee. Uh, they have the 15th strength of schedule remaining. They only have to they have to play Minnesota twice and Phoenix twice. And the way that they have been playing, like they only have to play these good teams, a lot of these good teams once. They only got to play New York once, Denver, Los Angeles Clippers, and Boston. They only got to play all those teams once. Um, and Cleveland plays Boston very, very strong. They really do. Um, and it's a matter of just like big physical guard play. Um that's why I, I kind of have them, especially because the fact that they already have the lead and they went into this all-star break playing their best ball. I expect them to play it the same way coming out. Um, I guess we'll have to come to this. Can we come to – if these are going to be our next three ranked teams, can we come to a consensus on how we want to rank these three teams? I'm fine. We, we could keep it as it is with – Cleveland, Milwaukee, New York, or like, do, do we have like any, like absolutely having, you know, do we have to have someone over the other? Or do you think with the way things are stacked up now? I think that's keep cool. it as is. Keep it as okay. is. Okay. 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 So we kind of, this is kind of like, uh, oh, ran the wrong thing. Okay. Cavs, Bucks, and then Knicks. And again, anything could happen. Injuries, people getting healthy. Um, I think any of these guys have a real shot at the two seed. Uh, I just think, you know, I like I like Chris's points a lot. I like Danny's points a lot, especially with New York getting healthy. Um, 
Only thing scary about the Knicks getting healthy for me, y'all, and Danny especially, is like as they get healthy, like as you get Randall back into the office, this is my one thing that kind of scared me a little bit. Like, how do you get those minutes to uh Bogey, Burks, DiVincenzo, Hart? Like, how do you how do you you know put those minutes in when you have Randall coming back and hopefully Mitchell Robinson coming back? Because I mean Hardenstein minutes are, are gonna be cut, obviously. Hart's gonna be cut, DiVincenzo minutes are gonna be cut. It's like I think they can stumble a couple games just trying to figure out rotations as people get healthy. So that, that was my only thing about Knicks just scaring me a little bit like them as they get healthy, not as they figure it out going into the playoffs, like, you know, just how teams kind of stumble sometimes. Yeah. I, I, and I definitely get that, especially with a guy like Tibbs who wants to play a certain amount of guys, a lot of minutes. Um, he's going to play the guys that play hard. You know, there might be some more talented individuals per se, better scorers, uh, but he's going to play the guys who are going to go out there, sit in that chair for 40 plus minutes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very interesting point. You know, stumbling over rotations, it's very, is very, very real. When the Lakers, they won the in-season tournament, things were looking up, they start to stumble. Guys are getting hurt. We're trying to figure out what's working. Um, I, I could definitely see that, but I think those three are like a tier. I, I think we can all agree on that one. Boston is in a tier by its own right now at least regular season wise. And then you got the next three. So now we're on the five seed and I don't think anyone's going to have the same fifth seed as me, but I want to hear from you guys first. So we got Celtics, Cavs, Bucks, Knicks, Chris, who's sitting at your five seed right now? Um, Or who will be sitting at your five seed? Um, five. I think I think Philly's there now. If I'm looking, yeah, Philly's yep, there now. Philly's there now. They're at ten. And, they're behind ten and a half games. Pacers trail them by two games. Heat and Magic trail them by two and a half games. Yeah, I think the Pacers. Um, I think the Pacers get up to five. Uh, yeah, I, I think the Pacers. Pacers would be my would be my choice for for the fifth seed. Okay, Danny, who are you thinking gets that fifth seed? Play that song, Orlando Magic. Think Orlando right. Magic. <laughs> I think Orlando gets up to five. Yeah, I, I really like what's going on down there. I think they're playing really good. They're getting hot at the right time. These young guys are coming out. They're balling. Jalen Suggs looks really good, which I really love. You should have stuck with football. <laughs> He's um, nice, chill. Bill like Jalen Hurts. Bro, stop. <laughs> um, okay, so – we are once again at a disagreement, <laughs> but um, okay. So I, I see Danny's point for the magic. They have the easiest strength of schedule remaining seven and three in their last 10. He's right. They are peaking, uh, not peaking, but they're, they're turning up pacers. Very fine. Fifth seed option. I believe they're 19th in strength of schedule. Um, and they're just a solid basketball team. Once Tyrese is off minute restrictions, they're going to be pulling away with a lot of these games. Cause he, a lot of the times for some reason, he's hitting his minutes restriction before the fourth quarter. Why? I don't understand malpractice. Don't get that. malpractice. If, you, if you know, you're going to need him later, rest him earlier. It, it like, I'd rather be down 10 going to the fourth, knowing I have Tyrese the whole time than in a tie game going into the fourth, knowing I'm not going to have him. It just, it makes no sense. My I'm almost team. certain that the Maverick that the Magic become the five or six seed. They're not they're, the Magic will not be in the play. We'll chat. We'll chat. Okay. My five sees the Miami Heat. Because that Miami, be my choice. Miami has missed the most their starters have missed the most games of any starters in the league. 
and yet they still sit in that seventh seed position. They're going to be getting Jimmy back. Well, uh, supposedly Jimmy luckily just posted on his IG today that he's back in the facility room, which love that for him. I hope he's dealing with everything. Okay. Really? He really should be taking his time on the way back, but I'm not going to tell, you know, another man how he feels. If you think he's good to go, he's good to go. And that's great. Um, and hopefully they can just get healthy because they have the 27th strongest, like they're ranked 27th in strength of schedule remaining. Um, and if they can just get out of the play-in, I think that could be huge for them. Here's what I'm willing to do. I'm willing to go with Indy at the five seed. But I don't know about the Magic. Their offensive inconsistencies, my, or just horrible offense in general, I don't know how that's going to correlate to the you know, the end of the stretch, because here's some, here are some of the defenses they got to play. They got to play Cleveland. They got to play Clippers. They got to play New York. Uh, and they got to play Philly. Even, I mean, you know, with or, uh, without Embiid, it's com- a completely different story. But uh, those are going to be some challenging defenses for an offense that just can't get itself off the ground. Mind you, they have a pretty good defense. But um, I don't, I don't know about... Orlando, but I'm willing to put Indy at the five. Can you settle for that, Danny? Or or do you want to like really make this push at Orlando? Which you're completely open to do, like 100 percent Yeah. Speak about strength of schedule, dude. It's actually a joke. Yeah, like Orlando Orlando has the weakest remaining schedule by like a long shot. All right, I'm gonna Hawks, Nets, Jazz, Pistons, Hornets, Wizards, Knicks, Pacers, Nets, Raptors, Raptors, uh, Hornets, Pelicans, Kings, and then it's the end of March, and they got the Warriors, Clippers. It's 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 like, very laughable. It's a very very laughable schedule. So like, I do get it, but I don't think Indiana's strength of schedule is that much better. To the point where they'll fall and eventually get captured by. It's not a fall, Magic. though, dude. It, they're a half game ahead because they played one more game. The Pacers. So, what you're telling me, the Pacers with their 19th ranked, uh, 19th ranked strength of schedule will have a worse record than the Magic down the stretch, even though the Pacers are only even flirting. They're only even flirting with the plan. Because Tyrese is on minute restriction. If he was healthy, they they'd have no problem. They probably would they probably jump Philly by now. And they're probably looking closer towards New York for that four seed than anything. I think if he comes back, he's gonna have no minute restriction. He's gonna finally get to play with Siakam. We're finally gonna get to see that team like uh in full motion. I got motion. Yeah. I don't I mean, think yeah, I, I just don't up. I because, well, I don't think it's a toss-up because Indiana is the better team and they also have a weak strength of schedule. And the Heat also are a better team with a very weak strength of schedule. So I don't really – I could see Magic at seven, but I can't see them getting out of the plan just because of the two teams that were talking ahead of them also have weak schedules and they are better. Maybe. You letting your love for P5 show, man. 
I I get it, man. I feel you. That um, team's good, man. They're not better than they're not better than Indy or Miami. I'm afraid. I'm sorry. You'll <laughs> okay. find out. Uh, I mean, if any, I mean, uh, okay. As it currently stands, play in, do or die. Are you taking the Heat or Magic? If Jimmy's not playing, I'm taking the Heat. I'm not. I'm not taking the Heat. I said play in. Why playing. would Jimmy not be playing? I mean, I just talked about a world where Jimmy's back, T. Row will be back, Richardson will be back. Okay, R- Richardson, not. Not scaring me, but who 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 on the magic scares? Who would put fear in Miami? If Jason Tatum can't think, put fear in Miami, who's doing it in Orlando? I think Palo could go ban for ban with Jimmy in a do or die game. Yep, miss me with that. In a do or die game, there is not a lot of people I'm taking over Jimmy Butler. I'm not saying I'm taking it. I'm not taking him over, Jimmy. I think Palo could go ban for ban, though. I don't know what you have to back that up. No playoff experience. Jimmy's been doing this for years. Knowns like he can turn it on whenever. Okay. <sighs> we have to figure out who we're putting at five. And right now, I guess it's between Indy and Orlando, but I don't think it will be Orlando because we're also going to have the argument of. Who are we putting in sick? Dude, Miami or Orlando? Put Indianapolis there. At five? Yeah. Yeah, and then now we have the argument, who are we putting at six? Orlando or Miami? I would say say Miami of the simple fact that – and I'm a fan of Orlando. I've been a Palo fan for the longest. But the thing is, with Miami, I think they understand the urgency of – not having to play those extra couple games as far as playing goes with them being hurt all year, with them being a veteran team. Understand, not saying Orlando doesn't know that because, I mean, you know, they're all basketball players, but the Heat know the urgency it takes to be able to get into the postseason. They already played their playing game before they've already done that. So it's like this, at this time you have a veteran team led by Jimmy Eric Bolsh. I think they would just take that time to really lock in these last 27 games and try their best to get out of that that play-in thing. So that's 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 my basis of picking the Heat. But I would see any reason for it to be the match. I could see any reason to be a swap. But, yeah, that would be my reason just off of them being vets and understanding the, the magnitude of it. I feel the same way. I think the Pacers can get the five. I, I think the Heat could get the five seed. But I'll, I'm fine with going Pacers. Their offense is built for regular season basketball. I think they could have the best home stretch of the three. It's possible. I say heat above magic, not really from a talent standpoint. Magic got dog, like the magic got like really good players. But like Chris said, they they know what this means. They they experienced the play in last year. They were very, very close to not being in the playoffs. They had a one game situation with Trey Young. You know how that's going to get every time. Trey going Trey going slide. But and then luckily they got to play the they got to play the Bulls, was it? The Bulls, I think. And then, you know, Zach Levine didn't bring his best, you know, because he can never bring his best ball two games in a row. So, no, this going to sound crazy. I uh, I either see the Heat ending up the three seed or the six or the six or seven seed. I don't know how the Heat can get up to the three. I don't see a world where the Heat get up to the three seed. I got a world where they can get up to the four seed, though. Three seed. Three. They're three games back from the four seed. So, yeah. I can get behind that. Four and a half games, though. 
I don't know. I don't know. Depends how healthy they get. I assume that they get like mildly healthy. Jimmy's back. They get the five seed. That's what I think. But I'm fine pushing them to six. So as we have it right now, and then we'll we'll put the Magic at seven. So they'll host the first playing game. And it's winning your in from there. Uh, so as we have it standing currently, Celtics, Cavs, Bucks, Knicks, Pacers, Heat, Magic. Number eight would have to be the 76ers. Even without Joel, they are better than the Bulls and the Hawks, in my opinion. No, not even that. Uh, the fact that Joel Embiid, his six-week mark is midway through March, given that they'd have 15 games remaining if he comes back in a six-week diagnosis. Six, yeah. 15, game, 15 games remaining is enough for him to make an impact. I will say they do have the ninth hardest strength of schedule. Uh, Chicago and Atlanta are at 17 and 16 respectively. But again, I think a lot more of this Philly team than I do those teams with or without Joel Embiid. So are we cool putting Philly at eight? Philly's at worst eight. I think they could be they could they could make be a seven or a six seed if things go their way and Joel they get Joel yeah. back early. Depends how they they if they can keep the ball rolling with Buddy Healed, and it depends when the big fella comes back. So. And I definitely saw a world with, like I, like I said it a couple weeks ago, I definitely saw a world where they don't make the playoffs. And that's still possible with them as the eighth seed. But that win against Cleveland was huge. Like, I booked that as an L, and and they won. And that that's awesome for them. So, and I guess 9 and 10, we just got to pick. Uh, Anyone but the Pistons. Well, I was really just going to keep it between Chicago and Atlanta. I don't really feel, I don't really care for the rest of these teams. Yo, uh, hot take, the Nets become the 10 seed. You think the Nets become the 10 seed? Chris, who's your 9 and 10? Um, Not the Nets, I'll tell you that, Danny. Uh, Let me see. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I, and look, I'm not sitting here debating for Mikhail Bridges, brother. And this may sound stupid. This may sound stupid. This may sound stupid. But my 9 and 10 are uh, Atlanta and Toronto. Atlanta and Toronto. Okay, so yeah. Toronto is the 22nd ranked strength of schedule. They do sit five games behind Atlanta mm-hmm. for the 10 spot, though. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult. Very difficult. That's some but ground to make up, I will say. Only reason is I think they're a better team now without Siakam and OG. It's far better as far as what they're on their way to do. So I think they'll take these last couple last couple, last part of the season series. And then also, too, I think Bruce Brown will be trying to make money next year because, I mean, the team option probably will get declined. So he's got something to play for. It's just a lot of people with something to play for, something to prove. So I just and, – and just for, for what's the name take, I can honestly see the Nets, too, Danny. I was trolling. I could definitely see the Nets be be in that playing role just because I think the new coach uh, – and Kevin Ollie, Kevin Ollie is one of my GOATs college basketball. I think he's going to be good for those guys as far as the players coach. So I, I can definitely see it. But I, I pick the Raptors and Hawks. Who is your nine seed again? Uh, uh, the Hawks. Okay, Danny, who do you, who's your nine seed? I got the Hawks as well. Okay, we all got the Hawks as the nine seed, and now we just got, we really just got to agree on their victim, to be quite honest, because yeah. Trey Young one game setting. You all, we, we, those watching, y'all know who we ride him for. He gonna be there. Ice Trey gonna be there. Ice Trey gonna be there. He gonna win that first playing game, and then he gonna get. They better uh, get him, John. They better get him, John Collins back. That's my boy. I like John Collins actually. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm, I'm. See, I don't really have a preference. I thought Chicago would be it. It's, I don't know. We can do a coin flip if y'all you know what. That. I think Chicago would be the the best pick 
for 10, just for where they are right now. You just want to go with Chicago? I would say Chicago. I mean, we're, we're splitting hairs here at the end. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's just not that deep. Uh, Justin. Yeah, like, 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 yeah, like this is though. this is for, like, because look, the the first playing matchup that we have drawn up is going to be Magic versus Sixers. If Embiid is there, which he should be, they're winning that game, so they'll be the seventh seed. And then, I don't know, Trey, with a shot at the Magic to get into the playoffs, it's definitely possible. But I don't know if that 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 Magic team's a little too talented to lose two games in a row with all the stakes on the line, experience or not. But so the way we would have it drawn up, if it's stuck this way, we would get Celtics Sixers round one. We would get Cavs versus Magic. Wait, wait, wait! Didn't you say Celtics the Sixers would have beat the? Well, I'll I'll just say if we keep it in this order. We'll just okay. say if we keep it in this order. Uh, let's say the Magic beat the Sixers, and then the Sixers beat whoever's next. Yeah, so Celtics Sixers first round, Cavs Magic, Heat Bucks first round again, and then Knicks Pacers. A couple things that could come out of this: if we swapped Pacers and Heat, we would get Heat Knicks round one rematch from last year, and then we would get Bucks Pacers round one. That's kind of like the dream scenario, and that's kind of why I was fighting for the Heat for that five seed. Um, but why it draws up beautifully is that when the Heat beat the Bucks in the first round, um, the Heat would go on to play the Cavs in the second round, beat them, and then the Celtics get their shot at them in the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I'll tell you this, though. Knicks, assuming they would beat the Pacers, Knicks-Celtics in a round two could get scrappy. Like, that could that could be a good one. Like, and it's two, two of, if not the two best environments in professional basketball. TD Garden, Madison Square Garden. Like, if, if, if I'm the Celtics, that's a team I don't want to see. The Knicks. Not saying they're going to hire for anybody, but that's a team I don't want to see. But only because they have a lot to throw at you and make you have to just adjust and do a lot. As far as the players that they've had. And on the wing, especially, that they added. But I think I think that'd be the one out of all the teams in the East as of right now they like to avoid. I think if they don't get Mitchell Robinson back... I don't know what the hell they're going to do with Kristaps. Uh, he was actually the most, what JJ pointed out, the most efficient post-up player in the NBA. Who do the Sixers uh, play if they get the sixth seed? If the Sixers were to get the sixth seed, they would be playing Milwaukee. Giannis. Bucks. They would be playing Giannis, Dame, and them. I'll, I'll, t- I'll take him beating the boys. Why is that? Why? Yeah, why? Because Doc Rivers, double agent. Doc Rivers, double agent. That's your uh, okay. Some analysis. Um, I mean, I don't know. Just get ready for Boston, Miami round, round whatever. At this point, y'all know it's coming. <laughs> this time, you're ready for trust. You're ready for Celtic, Celtic Sixers, Jalen Brown. Uh, everyone's saying Jalen Brown is better than Tatum, and then Tatum dropping fifty again. Get ready for that. I truly think that the, the a fully healthy Celtics team. There's not many teams in this East that's getting two games off of them. I think Der- Derek White. Could, I wouldn't. I wouldn't predict on it though. D- Derek White is the Julian Edelman of your team. I see the vision. I see the vision. Okay, we're clearly yapping at this point. So let's get to the Western Conference, which I think is a little. A little bit more exciting, at least on the top, and then closer to the play-in. 
Um, so what we have for the Western standings, we have Timberwolves uh, going one through 10 here. Timberwolves, Thunder, Clippers, Nuggets, Suns, Pelicans, Mavericks, Kings, Lakers, and the Golden State Warriors at 10. With Utah Jazz two and a half games out, three and, se- three and seven in their last 10. Same thing with the Rockets. They're three and a half games out, three and seven in the last 10. Not really, none of those teams really playing their best ball, but we could talk about them later. So, starting at the top, we have Minnesota Timberwolves. They have a one and a half game lead on the Thunder, who are in the two seed, who have a half game lead on the Clippers, who have a one game lead on the Nuggets. So, we're kind of looking at a set top four teams, it's looking like, as the, the Nuggets have a three game lead on the Suns. Um, who do you all have sitting at your one seed? Shay and them boys. Uh, what, you do, have, what do you say? Uh, the Shea area. What is that? Uh, he said that apparently he, he was shit talking to uh, Warriors and he said, Welcome to the Shea area, like the Bay area. That's corny. Uh, he got retired those Instagram captions, bro. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So okay. No, so you, Shay, you boys. He's okay. nice. He's a nice man. He's, Chris, uh, who do you have as your one seed? The Clippers. You have the Clippers. Okay. What are the Clippers? The third Clippers, right now. They're third and what? Two games like back. Two okay, games, they're two games back. Not a fan of their strength of schedule remaining. However, the Clippers. They kind of been able just to beat the brakes off of anybody they want. So. I. I was going to go Oklahoma City because of their strength of schedule. But but because you guys pick Clippers and Oklahoma City, I think a possibility for Oklahoma City, no one has considered this, and I'm not preying on it, Chet Rookie Wall. He's kind of already hit it in a way. The scoring's gone down a little bit. Still a phenomenal defender. Um. But I think if you, I think that extra scoring output could mean something. Um, and then of course Minnesota has a, a relatively weak strength of schedule as well. They already have the one and a half game lead; could easily stay on top of things. Um, but all right, uh, I, I, we'll, we'll start with Chris. Chris, give your give your case for Clippers one seed. Um, it's kind of simple. Since they traded for James Harden and got that first couple weeks out of the way, they've been the best team in the NBA, in my opinion. I mean, you, a lot of people are gonna say the Celtics, but I think the Clippers are. The one, best team I mean, in the yeah, NBA. Clippers easily one or two. Like I easily. think Clippers are the best team in the NBA, and I think that again, same sentence. Uh, I mean, same reason for the others. Just like they have to come together. Because I mean, you added James Harden, like you have to play these games with seriousness to continue to you know work that continuity, work that togetherness, and work how you're going to be on the floor. Because I mean, we all know playoff rotation shrink. Uh, I mean, I mean their rotation shrink in the playoffs. We all know that. So instead of that, that ten man they're going, they're probably going to go eight. So is T man going to be the one that's cut? Like you know, what I'm saying like they have to figure those things out. And also at the same time, you have to think about maybe they may rest Kawhi. I thought about that. I get that. But at the same time, you have to go in there motivated. And I think this is maybe their last real chance. I mean, PG hasn't signed an extension yet. This may be the last real chance with this core core four of those guys they have together to really make a run. And I think that they'll make uh make the most of that and then just kind of try to turn it on these last like 27 games. Okay. Danny, what's your case for Oklahoma City wrapping up or going for the one seed? 
easy strength of schedule. What's been going on in the first half is going to continue to go on in the second half. Shea's the best scorer. I'm going to say in the West. I think he's the best scorer in the West. So, not better than that boy in Dallas. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I, Luca. And, and to be quite best. honest, if they if they say if they had the same leash, not better than either of those boys in Phoenix. But, uh, you know, you can't really argue with the points per game, respectable three level score, even though it doesn't really shoot that many threes. But okay, I, I like both your points and say because the Clippers are hard. Like Chris is right. They're arguably the best team in basketball since they got James Harden or, or after that, you know, first six or seven game skid. Um, I'm willing to put them one, two. I want to lean Clippers just because of that experience. And I think they know the importance of the one seed. Are we willing to go Clippers one, Thunder two? Then the and Timberwolves are three. You think okay, hold up, because now we okay, because now we have a whole different argument. So let's put Clippers one, Thunder two, because now here's the real argument for for that three seed. Because now we have the defending champs, Denver Nuggets, with the twenty third strongest strength of schedule remaining, and then we have Minnesota, who's the current one seed with the twentieth strength of schedule remaining. If we had to pick between these two, which I assume we are because we're talking tiers here. Danny, you said you have Minnesota? Yeah, I, I feel like the Nuggets don't look unbeatable like they did last year. Okay. I think that's I think that's fair. They they Dude, lost the, some pretty bad ones. The the Nuggets look like a team of destiny. And the Nuggets have won close games this year. They've they have they have had games that they came back and they should have lost, so they won. Where yeah. I could you know what I could see Denver cruising a little bit. They kind of have that uh we we've done it already. Let, let's just let's just get in there. Because once they play their their type of play in the playoffs, the defense, the cutters, the shooting, um, the ultimate offensive weapon. Um Christian Brown. I, I, I could see them <laughs> yeah. I could I could see them maybe like slightly coasting but i mean Jokic can coast to 30 15 and 12 so i don't know uh chris who do you have for three seed um i think my one was the clippers yeah who i think i would have the thunder at two i think i would do the i would do the the timberwolves at three that's what I would do. Okay. I would do the Timberwolves okay. at three. And the only reason why, because I mean they're one right now. I don't see them falling that far. You know, like like you know, hitting a, a real skid. Um, so yeah. I think that they would go to three. I would, and then yeah, I would just keep the, the I will say, yeah, Minnesota has two games against the Clippers and two games against the Nuggets, and those could be super, super pivotal. Like of of course. And then you know, Clippers have the two games against them. They got one game against OKC with one game against Denver, and then you know, OKC's got the one game against Los Angeles. And then, yeah, I would say because they have that easy strength of schedule. I could easily see OKC you know, snagging that one seed just off the strength of schedule. And then they don't have to see these other teams as much. So um, they really only got to see one of them once. So I mean, if they can take care of business elsewhere, then it's possible. But, okay, I'm fine with having Clippers, Nuggets, T-Wolves, or Clippers, Thunder, T-Wolves, Nuggets as our, like, tier one Um of it all. So 
the who do y'all have for your fifth seed? Current fifth seed is the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix. You have Phoenix? Yeah. Danny, who do you have? I have a Phoenix Suns, dude. Come on, be be serious. Um Hey, it's it's not a hey, it's it's not they're not immortal. I'll say that. And they have the not, hardest, the absolute hardest strength of schedule remaining. They do. They got to play. Think clo- they, they, they have a chance to clo- be closer to become the four seed than they do to become the seven seed. So. Okay. I think it's, that's fair logic. So let me know. These, this is – here's 12 of their games that they're going to have to end up playing. Two Boston, two, uh, two Minnesotas, two Oklahoma Cities, two Clevelands, two Los Angeles Clippers, two Nuggets. Two Denver's. That's uh, that, that's hard, and there's a reason why they have the hardest strength of schedule left. I um, interested to see how Royce O'Neal fits with their team. I think he'll be very good for them. So maybe the strength of schedule won't mean that much. Even if they could walk out of these set of games at 500, they get the Rockets three times. They get Wemby and them boys two times, and then they get some bottom feeders. I'm willing to because they have Kevin Durant, because they have Devin Booker. I'm I'm willing to have them at five. That's completely fine. I had another team in mind, but I I, I won't argue with uh, Phoenix at five. Now it's six. The current six seed is the Pelicans, who are actually tied with the Suns six games back. Who have the Mavericks following them by a game, the Kings following them by a game and a half, L.A. Lakers following them by three and a half games, and then the Warriors are five games back. So, who do we have fighting for? Who do we have at that six? Uh, we can start with Chris. Who do you have at that six seed? Um, some it's a couple of teams I was thinking about at six. Uh, so weird. If you don't have one, I got one on top of my head. Go ahead. Oh, I, I have the maths. That's my team. I have okay. the, I, That's my team. It's my team as yeah. well. Yeah. Yep. No, and no reason to debate. And I, I will say this: the reason why. I wanted to put the Mavs at five. I wanted to put the Mavs at five. I think they're a completely different team with like, and it's so weird. That's how good Luka and Kyrie are. Cause you just get, you get a Daniel Gafford, you get a PJ Washington on like very few other teams. Is that like a needle mover, but that's just, just what they needed. And it's, it's perfect. It's so perfect. I can't wait to watch them coming out of the break. They're on a six game winning streak, seven and three in their last 10. Um, They've just looked awesome, but I'm fine with settling them for the sixth seed, avoiding the play-in. Love that for them. Now we move on to the seventh seed. Who did you all have there? Ooh, I had uh, I had the Kings at seven. Okay. Okay. Danny? Yeah, I like the Kings here too, Chris. Um, I think they're I like too Kings. good of a team. I think their talent level is too good to fall in for you. Yeah. Okay, I agree. I have Kings there. Okay. Now I'm interested for y'all final three because that leaves us with Pelicans, who are currently sitting at the. They're sitting at the six seed. They're sitting nice and pretty, and then we have the Lakers, led by LeBron and AD, and then you have Steph Curry. So, it's kind of I don't know, like. Lakers got 10th hardest strength of schedule left. New Orleans, 12. And then you have Oak, then you have Golden State. That's a 25. Golden State could really, really make a run at that eighth seed. I think yeah. the Lakers can make a run at that eighth seed. 
um, these teams, I don't know if they're going to be seeing each other all that much, but I think it's really hard to see New Orleans falling off that hard. I don't want to not do for that me. To them. I don't think they got that you much talent, so? man. That's my thing, bro. They they're not that much that talented. After Bi Zion, like they're about, and when I say not that talented, that might have sounded crazy. Like they're about league average everywhere else besides Bi and Zion. They're Zion swelled knee away from having to put Larry Nance in the starting five. And I, shout out to Larry Nance what he did for the Cavs years, Larry Nance guy. But then the end of the day, bro, like that type of thing where you're just one guy away. And I'm a big CJ McCullum fan, but he's about a little over league average as far as your point guard goes. Herb Jones and Trey Murphy, like they're great role players, but they're about league average. So if it's any team I could see really just taking a, a L step back and then giving themselves an excuse to trade B.I. or Zion would be the Pelicans. That would be that, – that's that's my thought process behind it. So who's your eight then? Oh, eight. Uh, I would say – I want to say the Lakers really, really bad, but I think it's going to be Golden State because they have – they've finally got it rolling, in my opinion, and I think they figured out uh, kind of what helps. And playing Kaminga up, up with your older guys is, is one of those big things. So I would say the Warriors at eight and then uh, Brian and nine. Um, oh, sorry, we'll Danny. Who do you who did you have at eight? Did you have New Orleans, Los Angeles, or Golden State? Give me the Lakers. You got the Lakers. Okay, I, I'm. I want to lean because the Lakers are closer in games, but Golden State's their schedule is, is so easy. It's so easy. They're hitting the right. You know, they're hitting their stride. I want to see how they come out of the break. Is Clay going to stay on the bench? That could be huge for them if he wants to be that mismatch off the bench for them. I think uh, I think I want to say Lakers. I think I want to say Lakers. I think an all-star break is huge for a, a, an older team like that. I think D'Lo... Well, I didn't. I don't know if he really finished the break strong, but around the trade deadline, he was awesome for them. Uh, and like Chris said at the beginning of the episode, they found that stride. Um, are we cool with putting Lakers at eight, Warriors at nine? Yeah, I'm definitely cool with that. I'll just try not to jinx it, to be honest with you. So okay. yeah, I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'll just I'll put Lake no because I had Warriors written at eight, Lakers at nine. I'll just put a little arrow there, and then we'll have Pelicans at ten. Yeah, and like you said, yeah, the Pelicans are legit an injury away from just everything. Everything's gone. So, um, so for that, we have the Clippers at one, Thunder at two, and then Wolves, Nuggets, Suns, Mavs, Kings, Warriors, or Lakers at eight and nine, and then the Pelicans at ten. Now, here's where they're playing matters a lot more. One game scenario, Lakers, Pelicans, I'm taking the Lakers. Absolutely. Let's say they're our nine seed. Kings, Warriors. One game setting. We saw what happened last year in a one game setting. Curry versus the Young Kings dropped 50 on them boys and went to the next round. And then that leaves us with Kings Lakers. Kings versus the King in a one game setting. That's where it gets hard for a young team like like uh like Sacramento. In a one game setting, man, I'm going because to they'll need some bonus in that game. Player. Exactly. And you know what Anthony Davis is gonna do to that poor soul. You're going to need a lot of, you know, you're going to need a lot out of your guards, especially with the way De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, you know how they're coming. But 
in a one game setting, I will 100% take that. Whoever's got the best player, I'm going to take them 100% of the time. One of the very, very few exceptions will be the Clippers and Boston, uh, the Clippers and the Celtics because of how strong their first three guys are. Um, and then that would put us in a situation where we would have Warriors at the seventh seed, Lakers at the eighth seed. So that lines up the Battle of LA, one versus eight, Thunder versus Warriors in round two. That could go very, very like Lakers Grizzlies last year. It's got potential like that. Yep. We got Wolves Mavs. That would be a heater. That would be so good. And then we get Nuggets Suns round one. The West playoffs will be beautiful no matter what happens, is my opinion. Um, so, yeah. Is there anything that, like, I don't know. Do you all have, like, any dream playoff scenarios that, like, maybe we didn't list, but, like, y'all want to happen? The Lakers avoiding the Clippers. That'd be ideal. <laughs> Somehow, some way. That would be ideal. I Mine would just be Celtics avoiding the Heat until the conference finals. I feel like beating them in any other round that's not the conference finals, I really will not care. Mavericks Suns. Mavs Suns, we need that. No, we need that for sure. Devin Booker versus Luka is it's been a rivalry going on for some years now. No, now I, Luka's, I need Luka's I need, got Kyrie. Uh, He's got the defense behind him. Kevin I need Kyrie. Kevin Kevin Durant cuts lead down to 42. I need the new meme. No, it'd only be right if Devin Booker did it for his boy, CP3, CP0. Oh, oh, my bad. I I forgot. Chris Chris is a Chris Paul fan, so. Sorry, Chris. I I, got to watch the tone when it comes to Chris Paul later. It's just because they got the same name. That's why. Candace Parker, the real CP3. No, Chris, my my guy, bro. I ain't going to lie. He's my favorite player. Um, Really, like, so my first favorite player was D-Wade, really. That's like my first guy to favorite player was D-Wade. Then it was quickly Brian. But then I was also watching Chris Paul at Wake Forest, and I watched him in the McDonald's game with Brian in that same game. And I was like, you know what? He's small like I am. Let's see how he does. And then I heard the story about his granddad, how he scored those 60-some points, and I was just locked in ever since then. And I know he is one of the dirtiest players in the NBA. He, he's drawn. But, yeah. But at the end of the day, bro, that's my guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got you. All right, so real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up my players the, for the trivia. I'm gonna look him up on uh just just pulling up his basketball reference page just so you know we got all the details on him so we know uh so we don't flame out or anything. Uh, yeah, Jones. Took it. Okay, here we go. Yeah, but yeah, you know, talking about. All like the matchup, like I don't know, battle for LA in round one. It would cause headlines, but I mean, the Lakers probably getting done bad if they even get a game. I mean, I don't know, I don't know. Oh my god. Okay, sorry, pulling up this dude's page, and then we can get started. Sorry, should have already had this pulled up. Oh two, oh five. Okay, so. I have an NBA player. These guys got 20 questions to guess who it is. Whoever wants to go first, y'all can figure that out. You can go, Danny. Danny, go and get it. Are they black? Yes. But heads up, that doesn't that doesn't really help your case a lot. Yeah, maybe it was a different sport, maybe. No, no, no. Chris, (laughs) Chris, it helps it helps us because we know they're not white. 
Yeah, and not Luka. Well, if he was white, that really cuts down your options. <laughs> and that's my point. That's my point. If he was no, white, it you got us. it backwards. You got it backwards. You cut out the minority of basketball players. I know, but like it's a it's a A or B question. Unless you're no, an it's, Asian it's player. like a seventy-five twenty-five question. <laughs> I don't know, dude. If you pulled like Yao Ming out of this, we'd be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are uh, they black? Yeah. No, yeah, but they are. Black. Are they white? No, no. <laughs> well, that would really get it cut down. But yes, this this player is African American. Um, uh, did did they retire within the last five years? No, no. Oop. Are they oh. still active? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, do they currently play on the Eastern Conference team? No. All right. Do they currently play on a top eight seeded Western Conference team? No. Are they on any team? Yes. Oh, but I just want to make sure they were just not just active. Okay. Okay. Because no, it could I'm have not been out here giving y'all Jared Sullinger, man. Or it could have been Jamal. Uh, I mean, Demarcus Cousins, technically. Because I'm not giving y'all Boogie, man. He <laughs> plays in Puerto Rico. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Not I'm a top eight team in the West. Mm. Uh, this player currently get drafted in the last five years. He did get drafted in the last five years. Yes. So young Chris, that helps a lot. Absolutely, yeah. Y'all got. Y'all have asked seven questions so far. Damn. So it's in the West. I know it is. You got a guess? I got a guess, Chris. You can go first. Uh, Is this (laughs) – damn. Uh, Is this player on – damn. Is this player currently on the Houston Rockets? No. Uh, I don't know who it is then. That's what I thought. I thought I was gonna help too. I thought. I, I thought. Y'all thought it was. What y'all think it was? Jalen Green? No, it's Shangoon. Player's African American. Oh yeah. See, this is what. See, this is why. If you asked if he was white, and I said yes, then that would make a lot more. Like you really don't got a lot of options. Um. Did this player get drafted in the top five of his draft? No. All right, so it's not Jaw. It's not Scoot. It's not Vic. Does does this player play for the Lakers? No. Damn. Looks like we had, what, 10 questions? Yeah. Got 10 more questions. Oh, I got a good one. Is this player currently playing for the team that drafted him? I don't want to get technical on y'all. I'll say yes. Like he was traded on draft night, but I, I'll say yes. I, He's been on the same team his whole career. Hmm. Hmm. Um. It's eleven questions. Damn, I'm trying to think. Um, is it bigger than a microwave? 
What? What the heck? <laughs> Danny knows. <laughs> um, shoot, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to get the team down. I think that'll help a lot. <laughs> I'm trying to get the team. Yeah. Uh, oh, does this player play for the Spurs? No. I just knew I was right. All right, Chris, we got to get the division and the team. All right. Yeah, so it's your, your question now, Danny. This player play in the Pacific Division? No. So he's not in the Clippers, Kings, Suns, Lakers, Warriors. He's not on the... Rockets or Spurs. So let's ask North or West, Chris. You must have players gotta be on the Jazz. Is the player on the Jazz? No. I didn't think y'all would struggle this much with this one, to be quite honest. If y'all don't end up getting it and y'all have a question you want to rebuttal, you are free to do so. Damn. What is it? I can't think of any draft night trades. That's the part that's killing me. Uh, Chris, and he has to be on the Trailblazers. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. That's not. It's not a question. That's it. It's a uh, Trailblazers. That's the, only, that's the only other team that fits the mold. Hmm. Okay. Um, um, he's on the Blazers. He had drafted in the last five years. He had traded on draft night. It's not Scoot. Ah, I, I think is, I might is, have. Is this, is this player Anthony Simons? No. Yeah, but this, I'm, I'm gonna ask to make sure it's the Blazers because now I'm feeling like I'm. Matter of fact, I, I think I might know who it is. If uh, I don't remember, I, I can't look it up. I don't remember if he got traded on draft night or not. At, at, make sure it's the Blazers. Yeah is is this team the Blazers? No. Damn it! What? So we're screwed. 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 I tell you. What other top eight seed? It could be the Kings, Lakers, Warriors. Oh, it's it not Warriors. a top eight seed. I know, I know, no. I'm saying so. It could be the Lakers, Warriors, Jazz, Rockets, Grizzlies, Blazers, and Spurs. Um, Grizzlies, I- Warriors, and Lakers. Right? Did we ask you the Lakers? No, I don't. Uh, think yeah, so. you did. You did. Oh, we did. Oh, ask. Yeah. So it can't. It's got to be. It's got to be the war, Warriors or Bla- and Blazers can't be it. So Warriors or Grizzlies. Yeah. Um. I got four questions uh, by the way. Uh, I'm just. Gonna, I just want to. I just want to guess now at this point. I think. Oh. Uh, uh, he's African American. He plays for the Warriors, and his name is Jonathan Kaminga. No. No. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm counting that as a question. <laughs> That's not right. Yeah, well, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm a guess now because now I feel like is, is this player Desmond Bain? It is Desmond Bain. There Bro, you go. Crazy. I was gonna say Desmond Bain a while ago, but for some reason I cannot remember he got traded on draft night. I, I did not remember that. Yep. I, and you know I, what's I, funny? I was gonna give you all the hint that he got traded from the Boston Celtics. You know, there's actually a player who fits all of these same descriptions on the Blazers. Matisse Thibel. 
got traded for Carson Edwards on draft night, I'm pretty sure. Or he got traded for Grant Williams on draft night. Yes, that, so. that was a good one though. I, I I'm I'm not a Desmond Bain fan, so I, yeah. I was not thinking of that. Yeah, he's not like too niche. This is a this is a pretty, pretty good, good player, averaging 24 this year. Whew. Yep. Shout out to him. Yeah, that was a good one though. That was a really good one. That was good. Yeah, I just realized they ain't changed the ticker this entire time. So <laughs> whatever. This John's just been flashing Eastern Conference standings the whole time, but that's what we have chapters for anyway. Um, do you guys have anything to say before we uh before we get on out of here? Nope. Yeah, that's going to be a fun edit. That thing lasted like 11 minutes or whatever. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you like the episode, again, make sure you like, comment, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you're listening to this on audio platforms, leave a five-star rating, like, download the episode, follow us. Make sure you catch up with all of all of our stuff on social media. Uh, we drop, you know, we drop every week. Y'all know what we be doing. Um, yeah. From AP New Freezer, Culture by Migos, DC Comics. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys next week.